Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoy this message from our midweek service with Pastor Hector Hernandez. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Praise the Lord. Who's excited to be here tonight? Amen. Come on. I want you to give it up for your pastors. Amen. They are just such a blessing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Omar, and uh, thank you for having us here tonight. Amen. It's always an honor to to be able to minister at other churches. Amen. And uh, I always count it an honor and a privilege. And I don't take it lightly wherever I go and minister. Amen. Because I know that, you know, you want to be able to bring a word that's going to minister to the hearts of God's people. And you want to make sure that you're sensitive as well to the Holy Spirit, amen, and not let the flesh or to let man take over, but to be able to allow God to lead and and do what he desires to do in the service, amen. Amen. So I I really pray that God will minister to you tonight uh, through this message. But just real quickly, um, again, as your pastor mentioned, we've been out pastoring for 11 years in the city of Santa Ana. Uh, been married to my wife for about 19 years, amen, and so praise the Lord. You know, I, I ministered a few weeks, uh, a month ago at another church, and I kept saying 17 years, and my wife said, no, it's not 17, it's 19. I'm like, no, it's 17, and it dawned to me, man, time flies by, amen, when you're, when you're just married and having a good time, amen, so next, next month will be 19 years. Amen. So uh, we have two beautiful uh, teenagers. Amen. We have my daughter is 17 and uh, my son is 14 and they're in our church laboring. Uh, they love being in church. Amen. They, we, they were raised in the house of God. Uh, I was sharing with your pastor is that, you know, there's times where we like to take vacation. Anybody here like to take vacation? Amen. Well, for me and my family, amen, my kids make it, uh, uh, they make a statement to say that if we're going on vacation, we need to be back for church on Sunday. There's no ifs or buts. They need to be back in church. That's how much they love church. They love the house of God. And I'm so grateful that they, that they love God and they love the church to serve in the church because, you know, many times we struggle. Uh, maybe as a parent, you're here tonight, you struggle with raising your child and wanting to come to church. But I want to encourage you tonight to continue to pray and be that example, amen, and keep being faithful to church. Keep being faithful in the house of God. And let me tell you something. Your prayers are not in vain, amen. What you, what you sow, amen, you will reap. And so we're firm believers in that. If what you sow, amen, we're not just talking about financially, but we're talking about what we sow in, in, in the way we live our life, being faithful, amen. And as you're faithful, I'm telling you, God answers, God will answer your prayer, and your kids will be in the house of the Lord, serving the Lord, amen, and doing a, do, pursuing the purpose and call that God has for their life. Amen. I want to just get right into the word tonight, amen. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, and this is a very familiar scripture that we, that we know and we've heard many times, but before we read the scripture, I, I'm not very good with, with titles of songs, uh, I'm not good, uh, you know, if you tell me about a song, uh, you have to sing it to me, you know, I'll be like, I don't know the title, but just sing me a verse, amen, it's not that I want to hear you sing, but it's just I'm not familiar with titles, but there's a song, a worship song, 
And maybe one of the songs that we sang tonight was very in tune with the, 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 one of the words or the songs that I want to share with you. And one of the verses that says, when he walks in the room, everything changes. Now, I don't know the title of that song, but there's something about when Jesus walks into the room. Amen? There's something about when Jesus enters into the atmosphere of your arena or what you're facing and what you're struggling or the storm that you're in. And I don't know who's here tonight, but I'm here to tell you tonight that if you are hurting, you're struggling, or you're going through some, some battles, I'm here to tell you that if you step aside, if you step aside and allow Jesus to be the center of your storm, to be the center of what you're facing, I'm here to tell you that Jesus will begin to change the atmosphere. Amen. Jesus will begin to change what you're going through. And he'll begin to change that sorrow and begin to give you joy. He'll begin to remove that chaos and he'll begin to give you peace. Amen. He'll begin to turn that frown into joy, into, into, into victory. Amen. So I don't know who this is for, but I'm here to tell you that you need to step aside and allow Jesus to be the center. Amen. And so tonight, if you're taking notes, for those who love taking notes, the title of my message is, Quitting is not an option. I want you to turn to two or three people next to you and say, quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Amen. How many know that in life, we've quit many things? Amen. We've quit many things. You know, there's people today that will quit, you know, uh, relationships because they don't like the way the relationship is going. People will leave churches because they don't like the way the church is being ran. Amen. People will quit, you know, just, uh, you know, sports or anything that just doesn't go their way. And they, they assume or they have this assumption that there are many options. Amen. And, and I believe that that's where the enemy comes in. And the enemy uses that too to make you think that there are many options out there for you. Especially in the kingdom of God. Amen, where God is trying to move in your life and through your life, and he has placed a calling and a purpose for you, but there's an enemy that wants to detour you from pursuing what God has placed upon you. And he will lie to you and tell you all these different, different things and tell you that there are many options out there. He'll tell you that the grass is greener on the other side. Anybody ever heard that, amen? He'll tell you that you don't need to go to church. You don't need to worship. You don't need to lift your hands. You don't need to sow into the kingdom of God. You don't need to be early at church. You don't need to pray. You don't need to do none of those things, amen? Why don't you just be comfortable and do whatever you desire to do? But watch what the Bible says here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And it says, here is Paul speaking to the believers in Galatia. And he tells us these very words. He says, so don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will reap a harvest. Come on, somebody. We will reap a harvest of blessing at what? At the appropriate time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your presence that is in this house. We thank you that, Lord, that you are moving right now amongst us, that your spirit, God, is touching hearts. And, Lord, I thank you that you and only you, God, will bring forth transformation. 
We thank you for the power, God, that is released in this service. And, Lord, I step aside so that you can move, God, and take over because it's not about me, but it's about you. So I decrease so that you can increase, Lord. So use me tonight to be your instrument, to be your vessel, so that, Lord, your name will be lifted on high and glorified, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, all of God's people shot and said, amen, amen and amen. Now, again, I don't know, pretty, pretty much I've never been to this church before, and, and uh, I really don't know anybody here. But I'm here to tell you tonight that maybe you're in a season where you feel like throwing in the towel. Anybody here ever feel like that at some point or even now that you felt like just throwing in the towel? You felt like just giving up on God. You felt like giving up on life. You felt like giving up on, on just on things that are taking place because, because things are not going the way you were hoping they would go. In other words, you're not feeling it anymore. Ever come to that place where I'm just not feeling it? I'm not feeling church anymore. I'm not feeling the worship anymore. I'm not feeling prayer anymore. I'm not feeling the things of God anymore, amen? Maybe you're in that season where everything, again, in your life is not going the way you were hoping for. Many of us, we like to plan things out, amen? We have a five-year plan or a ten-year plan. And we're, we have these plans set and goals set that we're believing that they will just fall in place the way we want them to go. But how many of us know that not every plan goes according the way we hoped they would go? I mean, that God, you may have a plan, but God has another plan. And if it doesn't line up with God's plan, church, then let me tell you something, that you need to be careful and you need to pray and seek God to make sure that your plan and his plan are lining up together. Amen. And so maybe you're walking around right now, be, you know, defeated because things are not going the way you were hoping for. Maybe you're feeling discouraged tonight. Maybe you're feeling disappointed tonight, amen, and, and to the point where you just say, you know what, I don't even know why I'm coming to church. Maybe you, tonight you were struggling just trying to make it to church tonight. You were like, man, there's a, there's a game tonight, amen. There's a good game going on, and maybe I should, you know, just relax. I had a hard day at work. I had a hard day, at, you know, doing what I had to do. And so maybe this is a good time just to stay home. Can I tell you something? You're at the right place tonight. You are at the right place. Why? Because you may have not felt, amen, uh, you may not felt good. You may not felt, the, you know, like coming to church and you might have felt like giving up. But the moment you began to hear the worship, the atmosphere began to change. Something began to change, amen, and all of a sudden you begin to tap into the spirit. All of a sudden the flesh began to, to, to die, and all of a sudden uh, you begin to raise your hands, and maybe you begin to shout and sing unto the Lord, and all of a sudden as you begin to do that, amen, it took your eyes off of your problems, and you begin to put your eyes on God, and God began to shift things for you, and you begin to feel him more and more, and you realize, man, I'm glad I made it to church, amen, because I would have missed out what God had for me, amen. See, you can miss one service and you will miss so much more. Maybe before you came here tonight, you were telling yourself, why do I even bother going to church? The more I pray, if anything, things get worse. Ever been there? I mean, I, you know, let me tell you something. Before I, I, I come from the OC, so just getting here was a trial. Oh, man, it was a trial. You know, 
I was just trying to get our equipment into, we, our, my daughter and one of our other leaders were supposed to get the equipment from my vehicle, and they didn't. And as I'm driving off the 91, all of a sudden it dawned to me, I have the equipment. So I had to dr- make a U-turn, get back, and go all the way to Brea, and then thinking, I'm not going to make it here on time. And I'm stressing. I'm worried. I'm thinking, man, God, what is going on? You know, and so all of a sudden, I just began, I just stood quiet. I said, don't talk. I told my wife, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> I said, I just, need to, I just need to get spend some time by myself and let God deal with me right now. Amen. I just, I need patience right now. Amen. Anybody ever feel like one of those days or moments or maybe tonight you, before you came, you were feeling like, man, I just don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't want to smell you. Amen. Don't anything like that. I'm telling you, if you're struggling tonight, God has a word for you because you decided to be here when the enemy was telling you not to be here. Amen. And even right now, some of you are feeling antsy and say, man, can he just hurry up and finish this message so I can go home? But tell the person next to you, God has a word for you. God has a word. Amen. See, my flesh, our flesh always wants to look at other options. The flesh always wants to look at other options, but the spirit of God that lives and dwells in us, amen, that says there is no other options. There are no other options. There's nothing to go back to. See, we feel like quitting, and we think that if we go back to the world or our old ways, then maybe things will get better. But the truth is, is that, you know what? God didn't bring you this far for you to fall, amen? He didn't bring you this far for you to continue to struggle. But he set you free, and he delivered you, amen? He removed all the bondages and the strongholds in your life, amen, so that you can move forward. There are no other options in the kingdom of God. And so I'm here to tell you, you need to stay focused. Stay focused, amen. Now listen to me. The scripture says, so don't get tired of doing what is good. Now what does that mean? That means to me that this is not the time to stop pursuing God. This is not the time, church, to stop, you know, being faithful to the word of God. This is not the time to stop worshiping God. This is not the time to stop praying or, or giving or serving in the church or evangelizing because there are still people out there that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. There are people out there who are hurting and broken that need to be delivered and set free. And they are waiting for you to go out there and begin to share the good news of the word of God and say, you know what? Because Jesus set me free, he can do it for you. God wants you to know that quitting is not an option tonight. Quitting is not an option. Taking a break in the kingdom of God is not an option. You know what I've heard in these 11 years of pastoring? I've heard many people come up to me and said, I need a break from ministry. I need a break from church. But the one thing I never heard someone come and tell me is, you know, I need a break from indulging from the things of this world. I never heard anyone come up to me and say, you know what, Pastor, I need a break from going to the ball game or, or going to the club or, or going to the bar. Or, or I need a break from those things of sin, of that lifestyle. 
But too often now we hear people say, I need a break from church or ministry. But I love what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose for them. Yeah. I tell you that God has called you. You are called. You have a purpose. Amen. And it's not time for you to take a break in ministry. It's not the time for you to take a break from church. It's not a time for you to take a break, anything that involves in the kingdom of God. Amen. Why? Because what you're doing is not in vain. It's not in vain. Your prayers are not in vain. Amen. You may not be see, you may not look, look at your situation and nothing may not be changing, but in the spiritual sense, God is lining everything up for you. God is lining up your blessing at his appropriate time. I know we don't, want it, we don't want it in God's time. We want it in our time. We want the blessing to come now. We want it, we're expecting it now. But let me tell you something. I've learned in the 11 years of pastoring that every time I ask for something, it never happens in my time. God always does things in the last second. And you know how frustrating that is? It is frustrating when God always wants to wait the last second, but he does it. Why? Because he's trying to build my faith. He wants me to trust him. He wants me to be faithful. He wants me, he wants me to know that he is under control, that he has my situation, and he's going to make a way. We can easily get so discouraged when we're going through the storm. And when we're going through the storm, we'll stop pursuing our calling and our spiritual gifts. You know, there are people that, you know, they're, 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 they love God. They love God and they're in that, they, they have one of those seasons or one of those streaks where, where they are just being faithful in everything. And man, they're just in tune with God. But the moment the storm hits, all of a sudden they stop pursuing the calling and the gifts. But yet the scripture says that we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. Another version says it this way. It says, for we know that God is always at work for the good of everyone who loves him. And they are the ones God has chosen for his purpose. Listen to that. I love how he says it. We know that God is always at work. You may think that God is not at work. Because as you're praying, you feel like you don't hear God or you feel like God is not moving. But the truth of the matter is, is that supernaturally God is moving in your behalf. We need to be thankful not just for the doors that he's opened, but being thankful for the doors that he's closed. Not just be thankful for the yes, but also be thankful for the no's. Amen. Because God, listen, we don't like to hear the word no. But the truth is, is that no is also beneficial. God knows what you need. And he'll give it to us at the appropriate time. Amen. So we should know that no matter what we're going through, no matter what lies the enemy tells us on a constant basis, we should know that God is always at work for the good of everyone who loves him. Because the enemy will constantly whisper in your ear. Even as I speak right now, some of you, the enemy is whispering in your ear. He's telling you, don't listen to what this, this pastor is saying. He don't know what he's talking about. See, that's what the enemy does. 
He wants to just, he wants to bring you down. He wants to discourage you. He wants you to just give up, throw in the towel, make you feel like you're, that you, you have nothing to offer the church. You have nothing to offer the kingdom of God. But the truth is, is that we have so much to offer in the kingdom of God. Because you have a gift inside of you. And if you don't know what that gift is, you need to pray and tap into God so that God can show you what that gift is. See, sometimes, if not many times, we feel like just giving up. You know, I know two of the brothers, or the, one of the brothers and sisters that, you know, they're, 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 they had family members that passed away. And sometimes death can discourage us. Death can make us really just go away on the other side. And that's what the enemy wants us to think, that, it, you know what, why even bother? And we can feel like God doesn't hear our prayers or we feel like we're never going to get our breakthrough. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying you are called according to his purpose. You are called according to his purpose and quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Now he says here in that another translation, he says we can allow ourselves to get tired of living the right way. We can allow ourselves to get tired of living the right way, certainly each of us will receive everlasting life at the proper time if we don't give up. We can't allow ourselves to get tired of living the right way. You're not just living the right way just for yourself. You're doing it for your kids. You're doing it for your kids' kids. You want to leave a legacy for your children and your children's children to say, you know what? We're going to serve the Lord through the good and the bad, amen. Why? Because God is faithful. God has never let us down, amen. He's the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore, amen. God is faithful. The song that we sang, it said he is faithful. Even when we're not faithful, it's amazing how he is still faithful. Our God is faithful. He loves us. Thank God that he's gracious. Thank God that he's merciful. Amen. Because if it wasn't for him, we would not be here today. Amen. Many of us should not be here today. But by his grace, we are here. Amen. Some of us, amen, should be dead. But by his grace, we are here. Some of us should be in prison. But it's by his grace that we are here. Some of us should be divorced. But by his grace, amen, God has restored our relationships. We can't allow ourselves to get tired of living the right way. So I, in, order to that, in order for that to happen, I got to keep myself aligned with God. I got to keep praying. I got to keep, amen, being faithful to his word and, and being obedient, amen, and, and continue to love him and, and seek him with all my heart, amen. I want to just share with you just the dangers of quitting. There's a few things that can take place. And one of them is, is that quitting can contaminate your character. Quitting can contaminate your character. And we're very familiarized with the story of Job. And we know that Job was a great example of a man who, who had a strong, good character. And he did not allow his character to contaminate him by the adversities that he went through. You know, many times we allow our, our circumstances to change our character. Or in other words, 
Sometimes our storms will reveal our true colors. How do I know this? Well, you know, you can have a bumper sticker in your car, but the moment that somebody just crosses you, we'll see how true you are as a believer. That's how you'll know, amen. That's why I tell our church, our church will, will tell me, Pastor, we need to make some praise chapel Santa bumper stickers. I'm like, for what? For what? If I do that, then what happens if we put one on your car and the moment somebody just, you know, just crosses, wipes you out or something, what are you, how are you going to respond? Circumstances can contaminate our character. The Bible says in Job chapter 2, verse 3, and it says this, Did you notice my servant Job, the Lord asked, there is no one on earth as faithful and good as he is. He worships me and is careful not to do anything evil. You persuaded me to let you attack him for no reason at all, but Job, watch this, is still as faithful as ever. Come on, that's how the Lord wants us to be, to be faithful, amen. Job lost his business, he lost his wealth, he lost his family, amen. He lost it all, and yet he was still remaining faithful. That's what the Lord is looking for, is faithfulness. People that will be faithful even in the midst of adversity. Can I tell you something? Well, we tend, people, what people tend to do the moment they go through the storm, the first thing people do is they tend to blame God. They blame God for what they're going through. God, why did you allow this to happen? God, it's your fault. Can I tell you, can I tell you something? God doesn't bring evil upon us. But yet we have this mindset or we grew up with this mindset that God allows us to, to, to go through this, through, through certain punishments. And yet Job never blamed God. The first thing that, that, that Job did is that he began to, again, he was faithful. Now hear me out. God wanted to see Job's character in the midst of the storm. Now, can I tell you something? There's a difference between reputation and character. There's a difference between the two. Let me share with you what the, 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 the definition of these two. Reputation is who people think you are. In other words, it's what they see in the outside. Character is who God knows you to be. It's what he sees inside of you. So Job might have lost everything. Even his own friends turned against him. Ever had your friends turn against you? Ever had family turn against you? People in your workplace turn against you? Man, everybody just turned against you, amen? You feel like you're all alone? Well, here is Job. Job was all alone, amen? He lost everything. But let me tell you something. He wasn't focused on his reputation. He wasn't focused on his reputation. He wasn't focused on what other people were thinking about him. Come on, somebody. We're, too many people are focused on what other people think of you. 
Listen, to, listen, listen, listen. You can go to church and people know what you're going through, but you don't go to church for people. You don't go to church for man. You go to church to worship God. You go to church to lay your burdens at his feet and say, Lord, I come to you broken. I come to you hurt, God. But, Lord, I need you. I'm desperate, and I need a miracle. I need a breakthrough. Amen. That's what the Lord is looking for. He's not looking for your reputation. He's looking for your character. He was more concerned about his character. And today, more people are focused on reputation than they are about their character. So in the midst of all that Job went through, he kept hanging in there. Say hanging in there. He was hanging in there. Oh, because right now some of you are going through it and you're saying, man, I don't know if I can hang in there. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Amen. You just got to keep, your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough, it's on the way. Just keep worshiping God. Just keep praying, amen. Keep wanting more of God and your breakthrough is coming, amen. Your healing is coming. Your financial breakthrough is coming. Your restoration is coming, amen. You just got to believe it and hold on and don't give up on God because God is not giving up on you. God is not letting go of you, amen. He said, just hold on a little bit more because your season is here, amen. And God is about to move inside of you and he's about to do something new. He didn't quit. He didn't throw in the towel. And because of that, the Bible says in chapter 38 that God starts to reveal himself and his purpose to Job. And he tells Job this. He tells him, who are you to question me? I don't know about you, but if God was to tell me that, I'll be, I'll be scared. I'll be just on my knees and saying, Lord, forgive me. I, I, I didn't mean anything by that. But yet God tells him, who are you to question me? Who are you to question me about what I allow you to go through in life? See, what you're going through right now, there is a reason why you're going through what you're going through. There is a purpose for it. There is a reason for it. It just doesn't happen. It's not coincidence that you are going through what you're going through, what you're facing right now. Whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually. It don't matter. What matters is that God wants to do something inside of you. God is trying. Maybe he's trying to root some things out of you. Maybe he's trying to reveal some things that need to be revealed. Amen. But yet, God tells them, who are you to question me about what I allow you to go through in life? As if God didn't know what he was going through. And even when God answered him, Job still, watch this, he still maintained his integrity and character. Do you know why? Because he knew that he was nothing without God. Church, we are nothing without God. Everything that we have today is because of him. The home that you live in is because of him. Amen. The food that is on your table is because of him. Amen. The clothes on your back is because of him. Amen. You serving in the house of God is because of him. Amen. You are blessed and highly favored of the Lord because he is with you. Amen. It's not because you have, you're smart. You're smarter than, than whoever. You have this education or you have these degrees or you have this or that. No, it's because of God. It's because of him that you are standing here today. You didn't didn't set yourself free. He set you free. He delivered you. He casted all those demons off of you. 
Amen. He spared your life. Amen. It was him. And so we shouldn't give ourselves any credit, but giving credit all to him. And so Job realized that he admitted that he was nothing without God. See, real character will always keep you in check. Real character will always keep you in check as to where you stand with God. Job didn't allow his character to be contaminated by the attacks of the enemy. Even by his friends trying to accuse him of being in sin. See, Job's relationship with God was so real that it didn't allow him to quit. See, when you are so in tune with God and you love God and, and you keep hungry and having, having this hunger and thirst for God, let me tell you, nothing will separate you from him. No matter what the devil throws at you, as long as you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, amen, no matter what the devil throws at you, no matter what wrench he throws at you, let me tell you something, as long as you are in the presence, in the midst of God, let me tell you something, no matter what he does, you're going to be like, what, what else you got, devil? Is that all you got? See, God is building you up. He's building you up. And again, quitting is not an option. Quitting was not an option for Job. The second thing is, is quitting, the dangers of it is those who continue to commit themselves to God will receive a great reward. Let me tell you, when you are faithful, there is a great reward that awaits you. I've heard this saying, the greater the, the trial, the greater the blessing. The greater the trial, the greater the blessing. You may not like the trial, but let me tell you, the greater it is, get ready because there's a great blessing that awaits you. There's a great blessing that awaits you. The first thing that God did in response to Job's maintaining his character, what did he do? He rebuked his friends. Right? He rebuked his friends. And after he rebuked his friends, what did he do? He restored his fortunes. See, the Bible says that what? He received a double portion of everything that he, had, that, he, that he had lost, right? He received this double portion. Oh, we, we want the double portion. Anybody here want the double portion? But are you ready to go through the trial to get the double portion? Are you ready? Are, are, are you willing to hold on just a little longer to get that double portion? Are you willing to continue just to be faithful, amen, so that you can get that double portion? Are you willing to continue to, to maintain your integrity and your character to receive that double portion? See, we want the blessing, but we don't want to go through the trial to get it. Because we like things easy. You know, you think about options. It's, you go to the, the mall, you have all sorts of options. You go to a clothing store, amen, women, you love, you want to be, buy a purse or an outfit. There's many options for you to look at. For men, we love to eat, amen. I love going to a buffet, so I love options, amen. I love to eat, so my church knows that. So I, you, you, you say buffet, I'm there. There's something about options that we enjoy because we have other things to look at. But if you give me just one choice, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't thrill me for that. So yet, there's options in the world, so many options that we can choose from. And again, in the kingdom of God, there's only one option. It's either God or not serving God. I choose to serve God. Because I know that without God, I would be lost. 
I know with God, without God, amen, I know that I would not have lasted 19 years in my marriage. I know that without God, amen, uh, I would not be behind this pulpit preaching the word of God. Amen. I don't know where I would be, but I know that I would not have it all together. Amen. And we would say, well, how do you know that? Because I know the kind of person I am in the flesh. Amen. I know who I, where I came from, what I came out of. And I know, amen, that without God, my life would be jacked up. And many of us can testify and say the very same thing, amen, that if it wasn't for God, you would be lost. Listen to me. Job understood that quitting was not an option. Because you having quit, I'm here to declare to you tonight that your due season of reaping is coming. Your due season of reaping is coming. I believe that God is ready to just open up the floodgates, amen. He's about to pour out a blessing upon you because you kept your integrity, amen. You kept your character intact, amen. You didn't compromise with the world, amen. You didn't give in to sin, amen. But you continue to be faithful and faithful to God and the church, amen. You continue to be obedient to the word. And because of that, God is about to pour out a blessing upon you. He's about to give you something new. He's about to pour out rivers of living water upon you life he's about to restore well amen he's about to do something you just got to be ready to receive it your harvest is coming don't get discouraged don't give up this is not the time to say I'm done amen this is not a go to time to tell your pastor you know what I don't want to do ministry anymore I don't want to come to church anymore amen this is not the time to say those very words but it's time to say you know what if anything I'm going to rise I'm going to raise the bar a little bit more amen I'm going to bring increase in my life amen I'm going to pray a little bit more amen I'm going to worship even more amen I'm going to show even more in the house of God Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't grow weary, church. Don't grow weary. Well, you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. I may not know what you're going through, but I know who does. The God, the creator of this world, amen. He knows exactly what you're facing, what you're going through, what you're encountering right now. He knows what you feel. And all he's saying is, why don't you just step aside and let me be the center? Step aside. Let me be the one to come into your situation and heal you, restore you, bring peace and confirmation as to what you're facing right now. That's all the Lord is saying. He says, I want to come. Why don't you let me in? Because when you let let him in, quitting will be removed. When you let God in, you you won't have that thought of wanting to quit. Because the Lord is ministering to you. And he's speaking life into you. Sometimes we just got to get away from certain people that discourage us. There are certain people in your life right now that you need to just let go. People that are contaminating your mind. They're contaminating you and telling you things that you should not be hearing. Amen. And the more you're around them, the more they contaminate you. And it begins to rub off on you. And you begin to speak like them. That's what happens. That's what happens, amen, when you are around people that, that, are, that are not pursuing and, and, and have a, a heart for God, amen, and, and have the same things that you desire to pursue. 
But you need to align yourself with people, men of God, women of God, amen, who are, that want to go somewhere in the kingdom, amen. Align yourself, amen, with men and women of God that, that have a hunger and a thirst, amen. Have, you know, be around leaders and, and your pastors that, that, you know what, that will guide you and direct you, that will even put you in check, amen. That, oh, I know that's not what we want to hear, amen. But let me tell you something. It's always good, amen, to hear correction, amen. It's always here to tell to somebody to tell you, hey, you know what? You're doing this wrong, amen. Line yourself back up, amen. Get back in line. Get back where you need to be, amen. I'd rather hear the truth than to hear somebody lie to me. Don't tickle my ear. Tell me the truth, amen, because I want to grow. I want to move forward. I don't want to be complacent. I don't want to go backwards, but I want you to tell me like it is, amen. It may hurt me for a season, but I know that in the long run, it's going to benefit me. Too often we want, to hear, we want our ears to be tickled. Tell me what you want to hear. And when the moment we don't hear the, from one person, we'll go to the next person. And we'll go from leader to leader, from member to member, from pastor to pastor. And the truth is, and let me tell you something. If they're telling you the same thing, God, in other words, that's God speaking right there. Next thing you know, you're going to be going to Alaska trying to find another pastor to tell you what you really want to hear. You ain't going to hear it. Tell you something, your pastors love you that enough to tell you the truth. They love you enough because they know, they see the potential. They see the gift inside of you. And all they want to do is line you up with the word and line you up where you need to be. Again, that's what God wants. God wants much more. He wants to accomplish so much more in your life. Let me tell you something. I've been serving God for over 25 years. And let me tell you, many times, there were times where I wanted to quit. Times where I said, you know what, this this trial is too much. Or, you know what, maybe sometimes I gave in to the lives of the enemy. You know, even to this day, you know, know, let's just say, when I first, before I became a pastor, I was pursuing law enforcement. There we go. I mean, we got one. Praise the Lord. Amen. I always wanted to pursue law enforcement. That was, that was my dream. That was my ambition. That was my passion. And every time I went to, you know, I, 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 knew, I worked out with, with uh, law enforcement. I trained. I, 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 I did all that stuff. And, and for whatever reason, God kept closing the door on me. I pursued L.A. Sheriff's Department, uh, uh, LAPD, Orange County, San Diego. And I'm thinking, man, this is it. I'm going I'm to finally be what I've always wanted to be. I'm going to pursue this career. I'm going to be able to have this nice house, have all the material things, and think that I'm going to live the good life. That's my mindset. That's what the enemy was telling me. And then all of a sudden, I found God, you know, and, and I went, started serving God. And, and you know, and, and all of a sudden, my pastor said, hey, I, I want to send you out. I'm thinking, well, if I get sent out, that means I got to stop pursuing what I really want to do. And so it was, a, it was, I wrestled with that, but I can't, I, be, I, I decided to just be obedient. And let me tell you something. It was the best decision I ever made. The best decision I ever made. Why? Because material things would have never filled the void 
that I had in my heart. I could have had all these nice things, but there still would have been an emptiness in my heart. And I, would have, I probably would have been searching for stuff that I shouldn't be searching or tapping into. But when I, gave, when I surrendered to God and I became obedient to God and, and I stepped into my calling, all of a sudden there was no void in my heart. Amen. I, I tell our church, you know what? I wanted to put all the bad people in jail because that's what you do in law enforcement. But now I'm a pastor, so I'm trying to keep people out of jail and keep them clean and, and help them and guide them and direct them. So God had a whole different direction in, in what he wanted to do with my life. And even to today, there are times that, I'll be honest, there are times that, you know, that we go through certain storms and, and certain things. And I tell my wife, it's not too late. I'm still young. I can still be in law enforcement. And she says, no, you're not. You're not doing that. Amen. This is what you're called to do. And, you know, I wrestle with that. But you know what? I know that in my heart, this is what I'm called to do. But the enemy will whisper in my ear and tell me, no, you can still pursue law enforcement. You can still go out there and do what you want to do, amen. But the truth is, is I don't, I don't want to be disobedient to God because I won't be happy. So I'm not going to quit. Quitting is not an option for me. Even when, again, when the, when the going gets tough, I'm not going to quit. And I believe that's someone, for, God's speaking to somebody right now and telling you quitting is not an option right now. You may be hurting, but quitting is not an option. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.